So I wanted to take we wanted to take a little extra time because we get at we here's the thing we get at the bitches mm-hmm. and we get at the simp dudes. But one thing we don't we haven't got at yet is our students is new guys who get into the game because mm. ultimately this is one of the topics that a lot of coaches are scared to talk about because they don't want to piss off their audience they don't want to alienate their fucking you yeah. know their base but in reality it's like if you got a drill sergeant he's gonna be like hey do some fucking push-ups at the end of the day yo this is a lot of shit that new guys do that frustrates you and it's just patterns you see because we mm-hmm. might see patterns with girls but we're we're somewhat new to te- we're not new to teaching because we've been putting dudes on for years but you start to see more and more patterns that maybe we didn't see consistently as before and we realized that's what it is so the first one off the bat what is it man not committing and watering down advice oh my god this happens at least 50 percent of the time that I try to give a dude advice 50% of the time 100% of the time yeah (laughs) but um basically this comes down where like they'll take some gold that you give them that's a little bit more risky but they're scared so they water it down to a place that's more in their comfort zone and they'll also claim to be like yo I tried this shit and it didn't work even though they'll come back even though they watered down the advice that you gave them let's say you wrote four or five sentences of some crazy risky shit that but that'll work and they'll water it down to more to the context of what they're comfortable with of like one or two sentences of dry shit and then come back to you like yo i tried what you said man but it didn't work like she didn't respond how i thought she would respond and it's like bro because you cut out like 80 percent of the shit that i told you to say so but that's that's one of the reasons bro why i don't really like to give people scripts because it it, it like they just gay it up. That and, and it takes out what the the fundamentals of what I'm trying to teach them. Mm. Like, I'm just giving you the cheat code, and you could just decide to say it or not. Does but it, you're not really learning what it is behind why. what exactly why this is what I'm telling you. That's is like going one of my work. favorite things is like a lot of times you tell a do something, you give them advice, you give them a tactical move, whatever, and they'll say like, "You sure that'll work?" or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's like, that's the wrong question to ask. The right question to ask is not if I'm sure it's going to work because I know it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I know I'm mm-hmm. sure. I don't fucking just say shit to say shit. I'm not a doctor where you go to a doctor and they don't have an answer and they don't want to fucking, you know what I mean? You, be do- you talk to them doctors where it's clearly like. They'll throw some shit against the yeah, wall and see if it sticks. It's like, bro, it's okay if you don't know. You could look in the computer. You, know, you don't have to fucking know the shit off top. I'm saying this shit because it comes from real experience. But here's here's the right question. The right question to ask is not if it's gonna work or not. It's why would that work over what I was about to say? Right. Like why does that work for a chick to get her attracted? Then I could I could explain it. We could teach the shit. Like oh, the reason why that works is because so and so, so and so. Like you had an example recently. You got one of your students laid. Mm-hmm. And um, he he kind of wanted to say something that that you had recommended. Yeah, but I, I sent him I sent him a paragraph of shit, right? Of basically in this paragraph, I ebbed and flowed where I started off casually, then I went into some more deep shit where I told him to basically get the chick to qualify with what I was saying, and then I ended up on some more casual shit to get her to come over to his crib, and whatever happened after that was up to them. But 
the thing that he sent me back, he and he was like, he sent me back a text message of what he was going to say, and he's like, oh, how about this? And it was like considerably shorter than what I told him, and it cut off all the shit that would have gotten her to qualify, and all the other shit that would have created that attraction, created that ebb and flow. Basically, your your response was something like, like, hey, I just want to, we could just chill outside of outside stimulation. I just want to see how we vibe if we could actually hold a conversation, like. If basically that, and if not, then whatever, whatever. Obviously, I just fucking paraphrased the shit myself, but the mm-hmm. whole concept was you're basically, you're telling her like, yo, you're cool, I like you, but I want to see if you could hold a conversation without distractions, which puts her on the spot. Without an exciting where, date yeah, involved. Exactly. Now when she comes over, she's like, she got a little pressure on her. Mm-hmm. The focus in her mind is now... To separate herself yeah, from other girls. To try and, exactly. It's not... Oh, what am I? What is he gonna do when I get there? Mm-hmm. Or like, what is this whole situation? She's not gonna be thinking that because she's gonna be thinking, oh, I gotta come with it. I gotta mm-hmm. make sure I shave my legs. I gotta fucking. They have more of that because women they want to step up to the challenge, but you have to, to challenge them. It's like exactly. It's like chicks like to go through the obstacle course, mm-hmm. but you have to set up the obstacle course for them. But a lot of dudes feel like, well, why are you gonna do the obstacle? Why can't I just be cool and be like? Hey, have a smooth ride to my house. Mm-hmm. It's like, because then what separates you from every other dude? Because she could easily fuck all these other dudes. Precisely. She could easily just open up her legs and just be like, all right, let's fuck. And how many of them would be like, hey, you're cool. I like you. Let's mm-hmm. fuck. Like, there's no gratification in the selector that is a woman in their nature to fucking deal with that. But now when you make her qualify and you you make her think, oh, man, so I got to come with the... With the with the sauce, I actually gotta hold a conversation I'll with this dude, or he's got yeah. Or I have to actually hold a conversation with this dude, and I actually have to have some depth to me, or this dude's really not gonna really want to fuck with me anymore. And you know what I'm saying? He's not. It's not just oh, is he's worrying about whether I give him pussy or not. Nah, this dude is worrying about if I even have enough depth to be in his life still. Exactly. Exactly. So that's a way more something and way more interesting. Credit to your student man. He pulled the shit off. He mm-hmm. got laid. She came over. The shit was a success. And yo, no lie, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna admit this to everybody, man. I think Juice is actually better at giving advice to me. Because he like he said, it's juice the natural. He is able to bridge the middle ground more for the average dude. Whereas I'm like, I don't have the fucking patience. So I, like sometimes <laughs> I could be a little too technical. I'm just a little Maybe a little too intense for motherfuckers, but the truth, the truth is, man, you be killing it, man. Your advice, I've never gotten bad advice, cause that's that's one of the reasons why I know our advice works is because we have relayed to each other our issues for literally our whole fucking life, half of our life. When we start talking to chicks, anytime I had an issue, whether it be relationship shit, whether it be approach shit, whether whatever the fuck, I always went to you and I was like, yo, bro. What's your take on this situation? What should I say? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I would dead ass. I wouldn't be on some ego shit. I trusted, bro. I was like, yo, what should I say, man? What should I do in this situation? He would give me advice. And then when he would be in some shit, the same shit back. Yo, same bro, shit. what should I do? And I would be like, yo, you need to tell that bitch to kick rocks or whatever the fuck. Just to put it into context, this is in the AIM days. The AIM instant AIM messengers days. days. The AOL instant messenger days. And this is how long we've been doing this, right? white people, I believe white people were using MSN messenger. <laughs> I know a lot of white bitches was using MSN messenger. I know nobody in the hood was using MSN messenger. That's how I know. Dominicans. 
But growing up, man, yeah, we was this is back in the AIM days, bro. Literally, we I remember the sounds of our AIM. Just copy chats. pasting back what the girls would say to us and what we would say to the girls, and just got just get uh, opinions from each other. Like, what do you think about this? Yo, remember what your AIM sound? Now? Wasn't it like or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> the, yo, someone uh, I had a homie. He always had the Jay Z. Um, Big pimping shit. Oh yeah. Like, and a fly. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, <laughs> every time fucking uh, message. Fly. Ah, 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 ah. Damn, man, oh, that's man, funny that as fuck. Nostalgic. But yeah, basically, it just comes down to. Since we respect, we saw, I've wi- I've witnessed Jin bad girls in front of me. I've witnessed so us has being. Your, so has your mom. Yeah, <laughs> word. My mom too. That's crazy. But it's like I've witnessed on double dates what he's capable of and vice versa so when we spoke to each other on aim or whatever we texted each other blah 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 on certain situations we put our ego to the fucking side and we actually committed to the shit we tried the shit and we didn't fucking water the shit down and and run it through whatever context our own our, our former biases wanted us to say what we just trusted each other and we got results and that's how we got into this spot where we're at today, where we're both fucking dating consultants, dating coaches, whatever, and we trust each other to handle shit with students because we know. Yeah, we at a point where women are no longer a problem in our lives. We got 99 problems, and a bitch really ain't one. Facts. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just want to say something, though. A big part of it was, is that, like, for me, early on, when I first started learning shit, I was very young, so I didn't have all these preconceived notions i didn't have all these conditionings i didn't have 20 something years of conditioning so where i want to filter this shit through what i want to filter it through mm-hmm. it's like that's the problem is you and it's frustrating because this is the only topic this is the only subject where people are like people who literally step up say they want to learn will argue with you or fight with you every step of the fucking way because they've been told that love is this emotional thing. So people act emotional. They don't really think mm-hmm. logically. They don't really think rationally. For example, it's like if you go to a boxing coach or a basketball coach, they tell you, yo, dribble this way or dribble with your left hand. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. on the playgrounds, I always dribble with my right hand. Mm-hmm, They're going to mm-hmm. be like, what the fuck are you talking about? No one gives a fuck about what you were comfortable with when you were out being a pedestrian. Like, you're going to come in here and go to someone who specializes, a boxing coach, an MMA coach, a basketball coach. Go to them, what they specialize in, and then argue with your pedestrian experience. Well, based on my pedestrian experience, yeah. I feel that I like you're going to filter the shit through. It's like your fucking boxing trainer or your MMA coach says, hey, man, you throw the right hand and you bring it back to your chin. And you're like, well, when I was in some street fights, mm-hmm. I found that throwing the right hand while the shit worked for me. It's mm-hmm. like you're never going to do that. They're going to look at you like you got three fucking heads. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing in my gym? Or even if you fucking listen, even even some less fucking sporty shit like you say you're a fucking you you, you want to learn how to cook or some shit and you go to a chef or some shit and the chef be like yo i know yo, the, i know the recipe says chef ramsey exactly i know the recipe says put a fucking, fucking donkey <laughs> i know the recipe says put two pinches of salt but he says you know what put a little put a little a little cup full a little a little hand a little handful of, of salt on it for, for some extra flavor or whatever and you'd be like nah i don't know man the recipe says to put a little pinch of salt i don't know if i want to flavor it that much or some shit like that and then we're we gonna look at you like bro are you fucking serious get the fuck out of my kitchen what are you doing here? obviously like, you know the shit right so go the fuck and do the shit the way you've been doing it and get the same results you've been getting then Exactly. It's like if you came to learn, then you came to learn. Yeah, Part man, of taking learning commit. is them early mistakes. I want a blank slate 
This is for all you prospective clients out there, all you prospective students. I want a blank slate. I don't want to hear no ifs, ands, or buts about shit. If I'm telling you something, it's for a reason. And I even told this, I told I told my, my student, I was like, look, if I'm telling you something, it's obviously for a reason. I'm not going to just tell you some shit with all the experience I have just for the fuck of it. I'm obviously telling you for a reason, so I just need you to trust me. He was a, he's like a, he's a musician and shit, and he plays instruments and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, if I went to you to learn how to play an instrument, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to question what you tell me of how to play this instrument. I'm just going to trust you, and I'm going to commit to this shit, and I'm going to play the instrument how you told you me know. how to play the instrument. Now, you came to me. To learn how to bag girls, to, to get this girl to sleep, to get this girl to sleep with you, just trust me on it and play the instrument. This is my instrument. So play the notes that I'm telling you to play. Basically what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second man. one. I, I, uh, okay. Oh, unless you want to just nah, keep going. Nah, yeah. What's the second one? Let's go. All right. Doing less to get one chick in particular instead of doing more to get better in the long run. Playing it cool to not make an ass of yourself, even though you can learn more in the long run by taking the leap. It's perfect. This is this is absolutely true, man. And the thing about this thing is, like, what I notice a lot, it'll be like a student will hit us up in the chat hangout we have, or like anybody, or even our friends will hit us up and be like, "Look, I'm trying to get this one girl, and like, I'm trying to get her on a date with me, or I'm trying to get her to sleep with me," and they'll handle the situation in a vacuum. Where it's like this, this one chick, and how to get this one chick, but they in a don't. Vacuum. Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Man. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They approach the chick in a vacuum instead of thinking about the overarching shit, the overarching philosophy around the shit of why this is working, of why this thing that we're telling them is going to get this girl attracted specifically and in general because they don't. How do I put it? It's like. They don't want to risk losing this one girl that they're trying to get because they're really interested in this one girl. But if you think about it, it's like taking the risks of losing this one girl is what's gonna get you that gonna, girl. Is what's gonna get you that girl, and not or only, at least have a high probability because there ain't no promises in this world. But that's the point. And not risk. only that, but at the same time, you need you need to. It's like trial and error. You need to try this shit in order to build that success. In order to like build knowledge and experience it's like with anything like the first shot you're gonna take is that you're probably gonna miss it it's probably gonna like bounce off the backboard or whatever but the fact is you got to take another shot it's the same thing like it's like i'm trying to find a way to like analogy this up without like Bringing up sports analogies again, but it, it basically just all the comes back to that. The reason why sports analogies work so well is because there's no emotions involved. It's just right. pure technical shit. That's why they work so good as analogies. But when it comes to this, everyone just brings their emotions into it and leaves all the rationale behind. Mm-hmm. That's why sports are a good way to kind of refocus you on mm-hmm. what the fuck to put shit really in perspective. That's 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 why this shit is so good. That's really why it's so fucking good. But this step in particular is like it goes back to like. They have, they have so much em- emotional investment into this one girl that they really want, this one itis, that they're so focused on getting this one girl that they don't really want to take the risks that it takes to get the girl. You know what I mean? Like, if I say some shit, if I tell them to say some shit that's a little risky and that they they are scared that the chick might might act react negatively or cut them off yeah, or be like, yeah. nah, you know, or whatever, or, or like, they don't want to do it. Because they don't want to take that risk, but it's like, bro, you have to take that risk. It's you like can't the be scared. Fucking fear of losing the bitch overrides the 
cycle the the just the craving of the success of getting good with girls like you're playing not to lose instead of playing to win basically it's just right. like you could do that it, it, this shit applies to everything even video games like you on an intense video game you start playing scared your opponents they're gonna feel that shit you're gonna get your ass beat this applies to fighting even you start fighting scared like you're not gonna be in rhythm you're not even when you do finally throw a punch it's gonna be like, it's gonna be some bullshit like when you finally do let some shit go your voice gonna crack because you've been fucking hesitating the whole goddamn time so when you finally do commit it's not really committed or you may think you're committing but she can still see the doubt in your eyes you know what i mean yeah it's like putting all your eggs in one basket you know what I mean? Like you, you, you're, you're. Yeah, for sure. Stressing all your success on whether you get this one girl, instead of being like, "Yo, whether I lose this girl or get this girl, I'm gonna be better off in the long run. I'm gonna, cause it's gonna teach me how to get the exactly. next girl or you how wanna, to get the girl exactly, after that." The goal should be you getting good with girls, not in you general. getting one particular girl because. Mm-hmm. When you get that girl, if you don't even have the experience with other girls, you're just going to fuck the shit any, uh, fuck it up anyway, especially if we're just feeding you lines because then you're just trying to get to the next place and then get to the next place mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. get to the next place. But you don't really have a fundamental understanding of why the shit is working, why your chick likes that shit. And mm-hmm. a lot, of, to be fair, a lot of coaches don't really explain it. Nobody really explains it because yeah, to a certain degree, nobody really knows what this reality is. Like, no one even knows how the fuck we got here as humans. So, so for a certain fundamental standpoint in nature, all of us are fucking clueless. So when it comes to, like, a lot of dating coaches, for example, they'll be like, yo, um, you know, just mix it up. Keep things interesting because you don't want to get her bored or, 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 or just tease her now and again. So don't just compliment her. Push, pull, then push, that's pull, boring. push, Yeah, pull. push, pull, push. And it's like, well, why? Why is that what's work? Why is that? Like, that's why I like our shit. Because we focus on the duality, the yin and yang nature of this world. Because the whole, it's just like you have a magnet. In order to attract mm. two magnets, this is the most fundamental, simplest way I could put it. So even a fucking moron can understand <laughs> it. Because I'm tired of <laughs> arguing with students it's like are you here to learn or am i here to seduce you to seduce the bitch like exactly. i'm not here to seduce two people i'm here to help you seduce yeah, this chick not, like, not yo, seduce you into you. thinking that this is legitimate first. you know what i mean exactly it's like making ba- me do double work <laughs> a magnet you right. need no matter how much you've been told some disney shit you can't take two magnets and put positive a positive it doesn't happen to create attraction you need positive and you need negative that's why fundamentally push pull works that's wow. why if i go to a chick and i say yo you my bean head or some shit that mm-hmm. that works better than like yo, you my baby baby is just positive if i say you my bean head it's like i'm making fun of her but at the same time i'm saying something affectionate Which that is, creates that a yours, duality right. that's what creates attraction once you understand this on a fundamental level you won't have that moral conflict and that's something that a lot of coaches don't talk about they're just like we'll just do it so she don't get bored and some motherfuckers just be like why the fuck like when do i know when to do it or when not to do mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. but by you understanding it on a fundamental nature level you finally be like oh okay i get it now i don't feel this anxiety of like i gotta be schizophrenic and i don't know why because i just i just know the coach said she's gonna she might get bored like so i gotta how do i know i'm i feel schizophrenic and i understand that perspective to a certain degree and that's what we're here for that's what we're here for that's what we're here for that's Absolutely. what we're here for <laughs> what's next on the docket 
Ooh, this is, this goes back down to, the, to that too. This actually fits in with that. Filtering shit through their own beliefs. You oh, need yeah, to have a clean yeah. slate so that you don't filter learning this from the perspective of what you like or don't like. Only doing things that resonate what you already fuck with. And so you end up exactly where you started in the first place. This goes back to the first thing, too, is with the not committing thing. Because it's like everybody wants to have their confirmation bias and be like, oh, I see. I was doing things right all along. I just didn't know. I just didn't know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to have their own biases confirmed. So they filter their shit through what they think is going to work. And it's like, nah. And and it's an age thing big time, too. It's like the older motherfuckers get the people just get set in their ways. It's like you're you're. It's like when you're in high school, it's like, ah, I just got into the world. You're ready to learn. You get to college, you're like, all right, I'm learning. I'm starting to become myself. Next thing you know, it's like, I'm this. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. And it's like, bro, you're like 22. How are you so fucking sure? And then the older they get, the more difficult it can get. Like older clients, it's like, yeah, I'm not really into that whole new razzle-dazzle thing. I'm kind of do It's like you get you just mm-hmm. see more and more that the older they are, the more years they have just being stuck in their ways man that's a fact without the app because (laughs) because you know what it is though is since since it's been so long they've been doing this thing the same thing so long it's almost like it's like the stubbornness builds up you know what i mean like the longer and longer it's like it's almost like a baby right like when a baby is born it learns whatever words you say around it yeah. Or like it learns whatever it sees, and that's what that's what it classifies as normal to to the baby. Like whatever words you say most often in the house is most likely the first couple words that it's gonna say. Yeah, it's the same thing with this. It's like if the if you, it's you you it's way easier to teach a baby to say new words than it is to go to a fifteen year old and try to teach her some new vocabulary words that are more difficult or more like. If you have a baby and you say those difficult ass vocabulary words, you bet your ass that baby's probably probably gonna say it all fucked up, but it's still gonna say the fucking. You can't teach a dog an old dog new tricks, and I actually I feel like you can when it comes to this, but we have to. It's gonna be be a little harder. It's gonna be yeah. You gotta have the willingness to to have an ego death, and check your ego at the fucking door. I hate this. I hate the fact that everyone has such an intellectual ego when it comes to this subject. It's like. You know what it is, too? Hmm. It's like, uh, this has been mentioned before by um, another podcast. Basically how, as men, like, for example, as men, there's certain things that are inherent in nature, right? Like, sex and dating is an inherent part of nature. No matter what the fuck society, technology, those things are always going to exist, right? Mm Mm-hmm fighting or whatever the case or the ability to fight or defend yourself that's mm-hmm. something that's always gonna that's an inherent part of human fight or flight shit yeah that's mm-hmm. always gonna exist right right so those certain things people always feel entitled to have an opinion on them even if they don't specialize in that thing because they feel like well i do this anyways yeah, i also part do of life this. like yeah, yeah i've had like, a girlfriend before or i whatever. can criticize food I, I eat food. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but you don't specialize in it. It's like, I, too. It's like, it's like when motherfuckers start talking about a big fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. People who are not even a fan of MMA or boxing, or whatever, all of a sudden niggas come out the woodworks like, 
yeah, I think this about this. Like, no one wants to act like, no dude wants to act like, oh, I don't know shit about fighting. No mm-hmm. dude just goes, yeah, I'm not really a fan. I don't really know shit about fighting. Yeah. When you ever hear a dude say that? Uh, never. Uh, never. But how many motherfuckers really are, like, fans of fighting and studying this shit? No, most people are like MLB or NFL or NBA, like the major league in America fans. And even then, and even then, you shouldn't as a as a fan of baseball or football or basketball, whatever, go to fucking Phil Jackson or go to Alex Rodriguez or go to whatever the fuck or go to go to uh, Tom Brady and try to tell him how to fucking play football or how to play baseball or how to fucking do whatever or how to shoot a basketball because you're you're a fucking pedestrian like you said and they're a fucking professional i i love fucking baseball and i and i i'm a fan of baseball i watch it a lot but i'm not gonna go to a professional baseball player and try to tell him how to properly play baseball because i'm not a fucking professional baseball player even though i'm a fan of it i'll give i'll give the dude trouble Halfway through, mm-hmm, you're sure mm-hmm. this is gonna work. You're sure this is gonna work. You're sure this is gonna work. It's like, what did you come here for? To learn or to just have your previous bias to be your previous biases confirmed? Absolutely. It's like you think this, so I only want to learn from the coach who teaches the things that I already feel is right. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, just read models for the five hundredth time. <laughs> but yes, yeah. man. Um. This last one actually is one that when we were thinking about this this episode, we were thinking about this is like one that stuck out to me in my head and I had to I had to include in this episode, which is only trying shit within your social circle. And this goes down to like whenever you learn game or whenever you want to try shit, different aspects of game that you learn on Reddit or you learn on whatever, you watch pickup channels or you watch whatever, you read books and blah, blah, blah. And you only try it with at work, with coworkers, whatever, or if you're in college or university, whatever, you try it with your, with your, with girls from school and blah, blah, blah. Or like girls within your social circles of your friends at party, at friends' parties or friends' little get togethers or whatever. wrong with that. Which is cool. That's how everyone starts. You kind of, you know, you just like, all right, I'm a tiptoe. I'm kind of just test some shit out on what's around me. But eventually you got to sack up, man. And look at what I wrote here. You have to experiment and try things with girls that are complete strangers and have no real life collection. I said collection. Connection with you for you to lean on. That way you really are building from scratch and learning what works and doesn't work. This separates the real skill from just typical social circle, incestuous, everyone dates everyone, close by type shit. It gives you an, Yeah, it gives you an... That shit gives you the easiest crutch for you to lean on because you could just go in and be like, oh man, that third period was crazy, right? Or like, oh, that professor is fucking nuts. Or like, yeah, oh, you that, can't go up to a chick on the street so and be like... Hey, that class, so uh, I don't fucking know you. You have to learn how to manifest your own reality. Once you understand that, oh, shit, I could literally create an entire family. I could create an entire timeline. I could create there's millions of realities that exist walking down the street right now, and it's accessible to me at any time. That is a feeling of abundance that you can never have mm-hmm. when you only talk to women at work, when you only talk to girls at school, when you only want to talk to girls when you're out yeah. with your friends or you got liquid courage and you're, you're yeah, at the club in, or whatever. In that case, you have a situational skill set. When it comes exactly. to when that's it, a perfect yo. When it comes preach, to bagging bro. girls outside in the street, when you cold approach girls, if you want to call it that, when you cold approach girls in the street, that's more of a 
general skill set that you can apply apply to all situations exactly. because like it's, it's it, fundamental like, like shit. If you get good at meeting women and getting them to fall in love with you consistently, beautiful girls on the street or non-social environments, then all those other situations is like baby shit. Exactly. Baby shit. Yo, man. It's so crazy. It's like when I first started approaching girls in the street, when I went back to school, because I did, I started doing this shit mad young, and you didn't witness that shit. We started doing this shit mad young, approaching yeah, girls we in the street. Went up to a sixteen-year-old when we were like thirteen. Yeah, that shit was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was way older than us and shit. But it's like when I when I did that and I started doing that it consistently over and over and over again. When I went back to school, when I started high school and then the end of high school, that shit became so easy mode for me because I was just like, yo, if I could approach a girl in the street and get her to go on a date with me later on from scratch, like this shit is fucking like child's play for me because I have all this crutches and all this situational shit that i could rely on but i already know the concepts of attraction on a general level on a fundamental level that i can apply to this situation this specific situation also there's there's a million different reasons why this is this is just so amazing another reason why is because one you're not going to be relying you're not going to be drying up the little fucking resources you have two you will now feel like the whole world is your fucking playground Mm -hmm. three you can actually now go back to the people who are in those little limited souls like school work with your new bitches that is a great feeling yo uh were you there all right so like in high school i remember you know there's like a field day and shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the end of the year when it gets hot or whatever so it's like a field day they let everyone out to the fucking playground and guess what i get a chick big booty chick to come through and just hang out outside everyone now is like oh shit oh shit yeah like oh damn i i have people literally going like even chicks from the school like yo prop she's pretty da 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 great feeling that happened in my other high school i was in same shit matter of fact there was one chick who was normal to me, but as soon as like she saw that I had a girlfriend that came after school, now all of a sudden she started looking at me in class. Mm-hmm. She kind of gave me those looks like, huh, I thought he hmm. was just this quiet dude, but mm-hmm. really he got this whole life going on yeah. outside of school. <laughs> it gives you a different level of depth that everyone else doesn't have. Everyone else is like, yeah, this Monday sucks. Yeah, I can't wait till Friday. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you're not even worried about that. You're like, man, I can't wait till I get out of here so I can go back to my real life. I actually had a situation like that where I was in a long-term relationship with this girl. And she was fucking, she was fucking beautiful, dude. She was gorgeous. And she put me on to this job, this retail job of where she worked at. But basically, I worked at the night in the night and she worked during the day. But one day, they made me come in early and she was there. And I went up to her and I gave her a kiss or whatever. And everybody from the, the night shift that was there that didn't know I was dating this girl that was like, oh, shit, you're dating her, bro. Because they had already seen her and was like, yo, she's fucking bad or whatever. Or even the girls that, you know, girls girls yeah. recognize when other girls look good or whatever. And the yeah, same, the same thing. Look in their eyes. Right? <laughs> the same thing. It was the same thing where those girls immediately looked at me way differently at, after that point where they were like oh this motherfucker is dating who what and it's like wow like it just it just adds another whole dimension to your character to who you are it's like wow <laughs> here's another reason why this is genius all right now this is just some ego shit so back in the day back <laughs> i remember one time 
this girl I started messing with in this other school, she, I was dating chicks in different schools. I was, I was dating chicks online. I was dating chicks on the street, on the bus, whatever. This chick starts fucking with me, and some random gay kid, some fruity kid, mm-hmm. flamboyant. Let's say flamboyant. He's some flamboyant kind of gay kid. He goes up to her and he's like, "Oh, you're dating him?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and she told me this, and I was like, "Wait, what? I don't know any flamboyant gay kids. Like, I'm not. I don't know. Like, and she showed me a picture of him, and I'm like." I don't know that dude. Who the hell is that? How yeah. the fuck does he know who I am? Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of weirding me out a little bit. <laughs> Turns out he knew a chick who I had like messed with, and then I think I dumped her or some shit. And basically, his whole idea, he was just like, oh, "You're dating him? Like he's a player?" <laughs> Why? And it was just. But you got to think though. This chick literally like. She just dated this dude outside of her school, and she literally got people in her school like, you're dating him? Yeah, 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 and yeah. And it's yeah. like, this dude is out. out. Clout. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like, holy fuck. Small town, man. I mean, small city. <laughs> yeah, there's one thing about New York. It's like, there's a lot of people here. But for some for reason, some there's reason, a lot of interconnected. People just be knowing each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck, man. <laughs> oh, shit, man. I know people from Brooklyn that just be knowing random people I know from the Bronx. I'm like, what the fuck? That's a whole different borough. Which, uh, that's, a, that's a great aspect of it. Just when your two worlds collide. Your outside world. And All right, since we be getting that motherfucker, let's name some positive shit about students that we can appreciate. I love students that have a real enthusiasm mm. where it isn't this worry of like, I don't want to fuck shit up. I don't want to fuck shit up. I don't want to fuck shit up, which I understand. Mm-hmm. But it's great when someone's just willing to be like, all right, what should I do next? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, Or even when shit goes bad, it's like, all right, it didn't really go well, but I'm going to try tomorrow. Actually, As opposed to like, hey, it didn't go well. Now what? Like. Yeah, I actually want to shout try, out like once half-assed. I want to yeah. shout out Janish, one of our um one of our earlier clients or whatever from our chats hangouts and just like his level of enthusiasm where he would just come back and he would actually try the shit that we told him and, and come it would right back. come back with success or not success and be like, "Yo, this shit worked and blah blah blah." And I thank you so much guys for blah blah blah. And it's like I love that cuz it's like, "Wow, you actually did this shit." You fucking went out there and you put your put shit on the line and you didn't worry about and he did what with, was gonna happen with, with all types of girls and all types of environments too. He yeah, he went to a bar. He did he, he did it with some other girl. With yeah. one girl at work mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's one thing. That's one thing. That's one thing. Definitely, I like when students they try shit in different different situations, not just their social circle. Like even where that's. Spot went up to where they'll go up to girls in the street and try the shit we told them. That's fucking... Because they're putting their balls on the fuck... Like, on the line. Like, they're, they're, put, they're throwing themselves into the fire. And I fuck with that. Because it, it takes real commitment. It takes real, like, risk-taking. And, and, like, you know what? I'm really going to try this shit. I'm really going to commit to getting better with women. But It also takes the belief that this is something legitimate that you can genuinely improve upon. I almost feel like a lot of the doubt comes from the fact that dudes ain't even fully convinced yet because they haven't seen this shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, seeing mm-hmm. is believing. You might see some dude and be like, he says he's good with girls or he says yeah, he got a hot girlfriend, but I don't know how he met that girl and I understand that shit. But at the same time, it's like, bruh, you either gonna stay in the same spot or you're gonna try a fucking risk. That's what it comes down to. But it, it does feel great when motherfuckers see it. But even sometimes when dudes see it, they'll still make excuses. 
They'll be like, all right, yeah, but that's you. Yeah. I yeah. have this problem. I'm work for short. Me. I'm, yeah, I don't know if that's going to work for me, you know. That shit kills me. Mm. Positive? Anything positive? I also like when, um, when students are willing to be honest in, like, all types of situations like mm. you don't try to like if a chick rejects you 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 don't try to like you okay with it you know what i mean you can go up like and be like hey man this shit didn't go i crashed and burned yeah like i crashed and burned you don't gotta fucking make excuses or even honesty with the chick like a lot of dudes will feel like oh i can't have her find out that i was learning how to get good with girls it's like why and it'll be those dudes who be the the dudes who try to moral fag you <laughs> it's like it's the dudes who try to manipulate situations try to hide shit it's like bro you understand that one of my greatest comfort routines is telling chicks that i used to be shy and telling chicks my whole story of how i got better with girls like that is a huge part of my seduction is that point where they see me charming, they see me smooth, and I go, oh, yo, you know, I actually, I was never like this. When I was a kid, I was super fat. I was shy. I used to get confused as a girl. This is all facts, by the way, people. <laughs> and and I was just fat. This is a picture of me. And then one day I came across something that was just like talking about humans and how to attract women and just the whole sociological, psychological aspect of humans. And I was so super intrigued. You see how I expressed that? I didn't go, oh, I suck with girls, and I read something on how to pick up girls. I expressed it in a way where she was like, wow, that's really fascinating. Like, that mm -hmm. gave me a certain level of depth that, like, I literally been on dates where I couldn't escalate until I finally came true and was honest about my vulnerabilities. I had dates where chicks were like, ah, oh, you're a player, you're cute, you're sexy, but I'm not really letting go until I finally showed that vulnerability where it's like, yo, you know, this is me, but this is only one aspect of me. I actually have a lot of vulnerabilities. A lot of motherfuckers don't, they, they like, like if they found out that they was featured in this podcast or their chick found out, these motherfuckers would have like a panic attack or some shit. Oh my God, you put that out oh, there. You, you, now she knows that I sucked. It's like, so? <laughs> and what the fuck does it matter? You know how many they're girls not... of mine I've showed this, the showed the podcast or showed the channel to? And they're like, wow, that's fucking cool. Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, yo, I'm not ashamed of my shit. I own my shit. Like, yeah. I do, I do treat this on a, on a technical level, like how we always mention how people think that love is this enigmatic thing that can't be, can't be explained on a, on a, on a level of like, on a logical level, that it just happens by chance. But it's like, there is some, there is some technique involved with this shit, and it shows the girls like, yo, I have the skills, I have the technique, I have the fucking, like, I could get another girl if I wanted to. Precisely, yo. Oof. We just had to go in. We just had to go in. A couple dudes. Just just because it's just a little frustrating because it's like you just want to do your job, you know. It's like if I'm a boxing trainer, I don't want to have to train someone and convince them that it works. Like, that's not fun at all. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to convince you as i give you advice that shit is nonsense nothing no nothing else in the world how about you try the shit first 
And when it doesn't work, then you come back to me and be like, you know what? I tried exactly what you said and it didn't work. And then we'll go from there and adapt the shit to something more tailored to whatever the situation you're in. But don't Most likely not try this shit. fucked it up. Exactly. <laughs> don't fucking not actually try exactly what I told you and then come like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is going to work. Because if, if you're like... If you're reluctant with this shit in the first place, when you do try the shit that I tell you, it's not going to come off the same way as if if you 100% bought in and believed in it. Exactly. And, and then, then dudes will think that they are committing, but they're not. Like, chicks read, micro-read shit. So if you have a little bit of doubt, they're going to read this shit. Yeah, that's Point a fact. Blank, period. Like, I, we even, I remember we had some client where we told him to say some shit over and over and over again and it just sounded the same every time he said it when every time we were like nah say it with a little bit more oomph in your voice say it with a little bit because he was like you know kind of a you know a fresh off the boat type of dude where it's like his english wasn't too good so it was it came off kind of got a little you know a little not beta but you know like a little soft so we'd be like yo you got to be a little stronger with your voice to to offset the fact that you have an accent to offset the fact that you're from another country and shit like that. You have to be a little bit more aggressive. And he would just say the same shit with no aggression, with no type of, like, oomph in his voice. And it would just be like, yo, I'm telling you, man, you got to commit. Actually put the oomph in your fucking voice, yeah, dude. Like, are you fucking trying right now? What the fuck? It's like you tell someone, throw the right hand hard. And they're like, Ugh. <laughs> And you're like, come on, throw it hard. Ugh. It's like, what the fuck? Jesus, man. Are you a man or a mouse? God damn it. It's like, but... Ah, man. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's... I was actually doing a video on that today, and it fucked up twice, and I had to fucking... We got, yo, by the time this comes out, y'all, it's probably already gonna be on the channel. It's basically about dating women outside of your culture, and that was a primary focus, because I, like, specifically in New York City... In New York City, I'm telling you guys right now, this is why I'm not going to say I don't respect coaches from other parts of the country because I know other parts of the country are tough. But New York City is one of the toughest parts in this country. When it, It's like the easiest, but the hardest. It's mm. easy because there's so many bitches, so it's like you can just keep going or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's hard because the culture of New York is very rough. It's very, like yeah, it's like I'm getting from point A to point B. There's lots of homeless people, lots of mentally deranged people, lots of stranger danger. So it's like if you're a foreign dude and you come here and your English is not great or it's obvious that it's your second language, you have to come very firm. Like a lot of foreign dudes, when you try to get them to try, stop chicks in the street, they can't get them to stop because they're very because chicks will cat quickly categorize them into two categories. You're either gonna be mysterious, interesting foreign guy who can teach her and show her a bunch of new experiences, or you're gonna be awkward, stiff foreign guy who's trying to adjust to hi, I'm from here and I came to America and I just want to say hi. It's like no, dude, that shit is not gonna work. And it's like there has to be some level where you can kind of step back and look and be like, all right, this is how this is coming off. And it's just not going to fucking work. Absolutely, man. It was frustrating, too, because that dude was like, I remember at one point, all due respect, it was a point where I got kind of frustrated because I basically told him, like, like, all right, I'm giving you my impersonation, my impression of you, and I'm going to be 100% honest because if I don't give you my raw impression of you while I'm not cool with you, 
then I'm gonna start to get soft on you. So it's like I don't want to get I don't want to get on this client call, and then we get cool, and then I try to soften the blow to you because I find you cool, and I don't want to you know what I mean. I rather as soon as I see you on the call, I'm gonna tell you my exact impression of you and how I think most girls are gonna perceive you. So it's like I'm telling the dude like basically to play up the fact that he isn't from this country because if you try to adjust you're just gonna fail not that you're gonna fail but you're you're not it's like this why would she try to go for some dude who's trying to adjust to all this shit she might as well just go for a dude who's already here who already has adjusted to all this culture right so i'm like instead you need to play up your contrast play up the fact that you're different from everybody the fact that you can show Mm, different experiences make your perceived weakness a strength Turn yeah. your perceived weakness into And he got kind of defensive, like, because I, I basically at one point, I told him very bluntly, I was like, like, the way you talk, it's very obvious that English is your second language. And he proceeds to go, oh, yeah, but I've been studying English for years. In my universe. And I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't give a fuck what the fuck you think you sound like. <laughs> I grew, I fucking grew up here, and I'm telling you what people here are going to perceive you as. Or how, are they just going to clearly know that is it? And he was kind of defensive. Like I, I remember one dude too. He was from the Philippines, and I know the Philippines they got, they got the whole colonization shit happened to them. So they have a lot of English. They they teach a lot of English there. So a lot of Filipinos will know English, but they still will have a little bit of an accent. So I have one dude kind of just be defensive, like, oh, I've known English for years, and it's like, yeah. But you still sound like it's a second language. Don't get fucking defensive. I'm mm-hmm. fuck, I'm trying to help you here. Yeah, it isn't. It, we're not trying to insult you, dude. It's not about trying to make you feel bad. It's about telling you, being realistic with you and being realistic with what those situations are going to bring out, which is the fact that your your English is your second language. So let's address that issue and try to do something to address that issue when, you, when you're when you out there approaching so that you don't run into this fucking problem with the girls. Do, would you rather me not tell you that shit now and then you run into that problem when you approach girls? Or would you rather me tell you that shit now and we address the shit now and then exactly. you don't have that problem when you approach girls? You know what a part of it is? It's also a cultural thing because America is such a dominant force Force media wise in the world so when people come over here i feel like they feel the need to assimilate like this is the big thing america so let me try to assimilate and almost like downplay where i came from or some mm-hmm. shit and it's like no motherfucker it's like if i go to europe or some shit i'm not gonna try to adjust to their european shit i'm gonna play off the contrast that i'm I grew up in America, or I came from a different culture. I'm going to play that up. I'm not going to try to play that down. That's what creates the conversation. That's what makes the shit interesting. It's the elephant in the room. It's like I've literally had chicks that I go up to, and literally within two or three senses, I'm like, so what kind of white chick are you? Word, Why? Yeah. Because I'm not white. I'm fucking clearly not white. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like to ignore this elephant in the room that mm-hmm. we come from two completely different places. Like, I'm going to address right. the shit right away. And by doing that, it breaks the ice. It shows that you're honest and it separates you from everyone else who's trying to be fucking politically correct. Damn, could have not put it better myself, man. That was very poetic. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. It's even like, and even to, to put shit into perspective for you guys that we're not trying to like, shit on our fucking clients and like that look at me myself i have a light voice i have a baby face i look like i'm 18 years old and i'm 26 and i'm short i'm only like five six five seven at best 
And I have to deal with all that shit when I go out and approach girls. Like, oh, hell yeah. There's a bunch of, like, I, I go out and approach girls in Soho, and Soho is known for having a bunch of models and shit like that because there's a lot of fashion houses around there. And you think I don't approach girls that are 5'10", 5'11", 6 feet, whatever, 5'9", just taller girls than me. And I always, I have to keep that in the back of my mind so I could play up a little bit on the aggressive factor. I, well, you have to have the yin-yang and have aggression and, you know, uh, Affection. Yeah. At the same time, I have to play up the aggression a little bit more because of that contrast. Because I'm a little shorter. Because I have a little light voice exactly. and I have a baby face. So I have to play that up. But I don't get salty because I'm short. I don't get salty because I have a light voice. If I went to a dating coach and he told me, "Well, you have a light voice and you have a baby face, so try to play up the aggression a little bit," I'm not gonna be like, "Well, yeah, I don't know, man." I'm a... No, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna address the shit. Yeah, I have a light voice. I have to do something about this and just tailor tailor my game to whatever yeah. shit that and I have. As you get more comfortable, maybe you're like, all right, you know, I don't have to go all the way. I see that I'm nice enough now to where I could kind of relay back to more of my neutral self and whatever mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But early on, you might have to go the extra bit of mile because you're so off into the fucking other end. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like. It's like telling someone to dribble with their left hand. It's like, and you just be like, hey, man, you got to dribble with your left hand for the rest of the week, motherfucker. You're going to walk home dribbling with your left, walk to work <laughs> dribbling with your left, whatever the fuck. Obviously, later on, you can kind of tone that shit down. You're like, all right, I can dribble with my right hand now, now that I know how to dribble with my fucking left. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Anything else, brother? Oh man, yo, it's been a it's been a long day, yo. I shot a couple of videos and then shit's was fucking up. I'm on this podcast, we've been ranting all day, but sometimes shit was shit an just, hour and forty minutes long. <laughs> yeah, we had an episode almost two hours before, and then now this one. This is one of the things that frustrated us because specifically, like, on certain forums like say reddit reddit has certain seduction and dating forums but it's like it's almost like a hive mind it's like when you don't when you say things that don't agree with everyone's preconceived notions it's like it's a lot of bickering which is good but we actually those threads actually get deleted we had two hot threads get deleted just because people were debating in them and it's like so well, that the point the the discussion open yeah, discussion it's just a shame because it's like <laughs> what what are we here to do just repeat the same goofy shit for the last 10 15 years or just stay in the same bubble of what makes us comfortable plus times change and things change so necessarily well, some things are are universal where it's just you just attraction like the, like with to the end of time yeah. so the end of time with like, like leadership or all that whole yin yang yeah. shit aggression and affection and the whole like duality aspect and then the leader versus the submissive chick and all that all that shit is universal and stays the same but certain things in society change so the game has to change in a certain way so we can't possibly keep reading the same book from 10 15 years ago 20 years ago and try to apply that shit to now and think that shit is going to work now because shit is different now people even speak differently now dialects change things change like certain some shit that might have been risque uh, ten years ago aren't no really. Longer. It's not longer risque anymore. So yeah. you yeah, have to yeah, adapt yeah. to it. So yeah, a we got to start I thinking think one of shit. the good examples was early on, like back in the early online days. You could send chicks kind of cute little jokes and shit, and it would catch their attention. 
but now jokes are such a common thing on social media troll like memes and shit that it's like when you send some chicks some clever goofy shit or whatever it no longer has that the pizzazz it did when the when the internet was early on like i noticed this is something that you can only learn from time and perspective and that's just one of the advantages that we had from fucking learning shit early and going through the blood, sweat, and tears of all this shit. We paid for it in other aspects of our life to specialize in this aspect. That's why it frustrates people. It frustrates us. It frustrates me, especially when, you know, motherfuckers question you because it's like, all right, no, there's nothing wrong with questioning shit. But ask the right questions. Ask, like, why does that work? Now, will it work? Because you're basically questioning all the blood, sweat, and tears I just fucking put into this shit. Like, you, there's a lot of other aspects in life that slacked because of so much time spent into this. So when someone else who spent a lot of time excelling in other areas in life comes to us, like, hey, you specialize in this? It's like, all right, just respect it. I'm going to have to put a fucking 100 hours of fucking infield dub for you motherfuckers to find it and be like, all right, this guy's for real. Like, Let that me uh- shit, that, even that shit is like, that shit is almost ironically even a, not a bad thing, but it's almost ironically a bad thing because it's like, let me put it like this. The more crazy some shit is, the more it almost repels the average dude. Mm. Like, if you put up an infield where you got five hot chicks in a fucking five-some or some crazy shit, whatever. You got two strippers to come home with you and have a threesome. Most dudes, that shit is actually going to just repel them. It's going to irritate them. Like, oh, man, I could never get to that point or whatever the case is. Uh, it's ironic, man. It's Because uh, you think, like, oh, man, if I do some crazy shit, they're gonna people see are going to see it gonna, and they're Yeah, gonna... people are going to be like, finally, they recognize my genius. When in reality, people just be like, oh, that's too far-fetched from my preconceived beliefs. And that's like, or even the they'll be like, things, you know, that man. works for you, but that won't work for me, though, because I'm so and so and so and so. I, just, like, I just did all this shit to show it, and they just go, oh, no. Nah. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, Not man. just that, but you know, infields, infields can be faked. People have been car faking infields, which is the most frustrating shit. Because then it's like, yo, that, us all a that bad makes name. everybody look bad by doing shit like that. Yeah, everybody's gonna be all skeptical now about the shit. We have something better than infields, though. That's something Bitches we want to do in the future. <laughs> yeah, other than girls with our names tattooed into it, you can't so fake you that. Can't boy. fake that. But also, we have pictures of us literally in our teens, like 14 with a girl, 15 with a girl, 16 16, with a girl, 17 with a girl. Literally, every single year, a different girl. And you see clearly that these motherfuckers were young when these pictures were taken. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like that. You can't fake that. You might could fake an infield. You can't fake time. Yeah. You can't fake a picture of me literally in high school and shit. One second fat. And fucking nerdy, and then the next second, clearly I made a big transformation. You can't fake that shit. And I'm telling you right here, first and foremost, not a natural, mm-hmm. not it's just 100% something that I learned. And I spent time to just develop, and just everyone can get better at it, man. Everyone can, everyone can improve. Let me put it like this: This is a, a motivational note, since you know we getting that motherfuckers this episode. Remember, the moment you take the conscious decision to get better at something, 
you instantly become better than millions of people. Right, because they haven't even taken that first they step to, to recognize taken, to get exactly. better. Exactly. They haven't taken the conscious step to be like, I'm going to improve in this aspect of my life. The moment you go, I'm going to improve in this aspect of my life, you instantly put yourself ahead of millions of people. And that is a fact. Whether it be basketball, whether it be a sport, even if you're trash at baseball, the moment you go, All right, I'm going to get better at baseball, there's millions of people who know not going to make that conscious decision when it comes to this when it comes to business whatever the case is you know what i mean hell yeah man i'm gonna let you close this one out because i gotta take that mean piss yo everyone oh this motherfucker really love all right everyone <laughs> this is the gin and gin podcast and i'm here to tell everyone happy pippin y'all yo juice is in the bathroom man i almost feel like i almost feel like I'm really lonely in here, guys. Nah, on the truth, yo, everyone, thank you for the podcast. Thank you for watching the show. Thank you for supporting the channel, Seduction Unleashed, yo. We're growing one step at a time. Ultimately, we appreciate everybody, even though we give bitches a hard time, even though we give dudes a hard time. At the end of the day, we're two chill motherfuckers from New York City. We're down to earth, and I know sometimes we might come across rough, but at the end of the day, a lot of times the dudes with the big smile on their face got a big knife behind their back. I'd rather have a coach... That it's just like my boxing coach back in the day, man. He was a rough dude. Uh, like a lot of the coaches were rough, and I, you appreciate that because there's a realness to that, and that's something that, growing up where we grow up, that just resonates with us, and I hope it resonates with you. Thank you for listening, man. That's all I got to say. Peace out from me, and peace out from Juice Yo. See you in the next episode.